Welcome to Two Tone, listen from home, a wall on the road. Welcome to Two Tone, go to iTunes and download the shows. Welcome to Two Tones, go comment and ray, ray, ray. Go comment and ray, ray, ray. Mike check was good. It's another episode of Two Tones. Your boy Tony Timberlake 3 is here. My co-host is here. What's happening, King? What's good, everybody? Tony Lee underscore. You already know where to find me at. You already know where to get me at. Cheek, cheek, cheek. That was a bit too much, honestly. But I'm drinking a strong bow hard cider, so I get why it was a bit too much. But we here, man. We back again. Um we missed last week, didn't we? Or no? Uh we took a couple weeks off. But nah, no, we did a couple? I think so. The fatherlessness was last week. It was? Or the week before last. It wasn't a couple weeks. We definitely did a fatherlessness episode. But we back, man. And um, today we're recording. It's actually Thursday, but tomorrow's Friday. And that's when Birth, yes, of, Birth of the Nation is going to be out. But we're going to talk about that later. But for now, yes, we gotta, we'll we talk gotta, about that next week. We got to get to the coonery. <laughs> yes. We got to tell y'all how to, how to get it how you live. Get how you live. Let's talk, yeah, let's talk about them EBT awards, man. What's up? Hey. What, what was your take on them, man? I'll give you my whole, you know, status quo on it, but give me your take on it. So, I'll let you know I that. was excited about them um, and then totally forgot that they were coming on. I was excited because I heard Lecrae was performing on stage. So, I'm like, yo, this is a big look. I, I, I want to see what he do. I want to see what right, song right. he chooses. Yada, yada, yada. What do you think about that? I, to- I totally forgot what I think about his performance. Yeah. I was... It was cool, but I was disappointed that it wasn't a song. I'm disappointed that right. they didn't let him do a song. Because I'm like, yo, he could have did Gangland. He could have did he could have did a lot of stuff. Gangland would have been hard, bro. Yeah. Gangland, that right. would have been perfect. But yes. yeah, you know how to go. But go like, ahead. There's a lot he could have done. Um mm-hmm. I mean, and that's just off the last joint. But Where? yeah. So um I was disappointed that it was a spoken word piece, but what he said was powerful, so I, I, I was digging it. I was like, okay, that's what's up. At least he, he said something. Sounds like it's piece. It sounded like pieces of verses we heard. Yeah, it might. But it might be some of the new joint, though. You know, I think he's running the album. I don't know. It could be. But I heard he is. Him he, and Chris. I think he said that. I think he said um, that he was putting the album out after he tours, which he's about to start touring soon. So. Maybe that means before the top of the year, an album will be put out. Um, but yeah. So, so him and Crit, him and Crit both had like quiet sets like that. You know, like the whole, word. you know, without a beat, whatever. But Okay. You ain't see Crit's uh, performance? Nah, I missed it. I missed like the first 35, 40 minutes of the show. Oh, wow. Well, you, you're not really qualified to talk. But Crit actually did like um, the part of uh, Might Not Be Okay with uh, Kenneth Wallum. He's a dope artist okay. I like. Um, he did his verse from that song, and it was like about police brutality. He had a he had a police officer uniform on. You know, he was talking about it was real emotion, real captivating. So Crit Crit and Cray both did like free verses, whatever, like just regular verses. It was dope though. But um, let's get to the performance. What was your general synopsis? And there, give Dog, Let me say this. Let me start off with I'm the good. Like a, go ahead. Let me start off with the good. My good <laughs> is Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's performance in that little side. You know, yeah, Kevin I like Hart. Wayne. Like, I was shocked. I was like, okay, Wayne sound good, and he was flowing. He, he was, he sounded good, and he sounded refreshed, and he sounded like clear headed. Exactly. Um, the lines that stuck out to me was he, when he was talking about I used to do Viagra and ecstasy like it was normal. Yeah, I used to have Paris right next to me, and we would do you know X, Y, and Z. Right, right, right. I ain't gonna get into all that. 
Um, Word. But it's a family it sounds like show. he. It sounded like he was reflecting on some my, stuff. He look, probably, you know, regretted because mm-hmm. of the way in the tone that he said it. It sounded like regret. Um, right. So I was glad about that. He sounded clean and clear headed. Well, he sounded good and good. Chocolate um, dropper. And there's another verse that we'll talk about that he sounded real good on. Oh and, yeah. Um, oh man. But. Yeah, that was dope. I saw the state property joint after the fact. I saw that um, online. I um, okay, okay. Oh, real quick, I was happy to see Petey because Petey, Petey can rap. Petey can rap. I don't, I don't know how I felt about that cipher. Yeah, the um, cipher was eh. Beans was, and I, I was upset because Beans' voice came back in that uh, tax that interview. Tax interview. <laughs> And he ain't have it in the cipher. I'm like, facts. I wish he had the facts line. Facts. Yes, facts. Nah, <laughs> what was dope, though, at the end of the cipher, he said something about I'm killing y'all with one lung. His verse was dope. Yeah, he said this He said this cipher verse, I murdered it, one lung. Right, and that's the, the verse was dope, but his voice is so low, it was just like you received it differently. It wasn't the same. No, no, it was. Like the beat probably should have stopped. Yeah, yeah. It, to give yeah. his voice more gravity. Freeway voice is different, too. I'm like, yo. Yeah. Freeways on dialysis, dude. You ain't see him. Oh yeah, arm? yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, he is, he is. He definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely. man. I mean, it was cool seeing him get back together, but young Chris wasn't there. But it was, it, yeah. To me, now, I was interested in that. How Chris wasn't there, but Neef was. That was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess thirty and up. We knew was, Oshino wasn't going to be there. Yeah, because the tax interview. Shout out to tax, man. We plugging the show real hard. Um, we are, but um, <laughs> tax and <laughs> drink champs. Ta- make, yeah, some no, really, make some yeah. noise for us mentioning tax. Make some noise, make some noise, make some noise. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, I oh, think man. overall in the ciphers, I think the woman, all every woman in there had the best verses. The I heard Miss Jade was on there. I missed her. She skated, man. She was up there. She definitely was up there. Okay, I'm gonna have to look for hers and watch it. It was um, a snooze fest, though. Outside of the woman, outside of the woman, the ciphers were a snooze fest. I'm like, wow. It, it was a couple of good, a couple. Some dude from Jersey, I forgot his name. Um, Davies wasn't bad. It was, Chaka Dropper was better than most of the performers. Wow. You know. Um, <laughs> so Kev playing around with rap was better than the so-called rappers. I mean, yeah, that's prep. You, these so-called rappers, some of them, it sounds like they're playing around with it, but it's just actually. Okay. Maybe structured. we need to get a cypher next year. The two-tone cypher? Yeah. We, we probably got a track coming soon. I got to actually hey. talk to you about that. This Friday, we might just record something. I, I meant to hit you up about that, but um, track coming soon. We go, we gonna hop on that broccoli. That ooh track probably get a little old. We gonna hop on um broccoli probably. Ooh, yeah, it's gonna be too. <laughs> let's speak, let's talk. Let's talk about ooh. Young and May performed and did the cipher. Um, she stood I in was place. under. I was <laughs> underwhelmed by the performance. Yeah, she doesn't have a lot of stage presence. Um, she's yeah, new but note. I had heard that her stage presence was good. Okay, and every, then I saw that. Every time I see her perform, she has like fifty other dudes on stage with her. And but this time she had her sister in Christ. There's somebody up there with no, her. No, nah, <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, but seriously, seriously, that jersey, no. that <laughs> that jersey, no. your brothers. Let me tell you, that jersey she had on was fire though. The other the chick that was with her, but um, nah, she it was oh, just the, them two. Uh, Anaheim Ducks jersey. That was hard. I got the hat yeah. too. Probably the Mighty one. Ducks jersey. That was when yeah. they were the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks. Just the Ducks. Yeah, Yo, I mean, shot. I gotta watch the Mighty Ducks. It's been a minute. Yeah, man. She the movies. Stood, yeah, man. She basic. She basically stood up there with like um. She stood up there with a smoke machine, like a, a hot hot ice hot ice dry ice machine. Yeah. And and um, 
yeah, it was. She stood in place and did the Stephanie. Like it was, eh, you know, she's fairly new, man. She's going into like herself. I like she can rap though. She can definitely rap. So uh-huh. yeah, I mean that was cool. What else performance? I like I like Jerome. Y'all check out Jerome's really dope. That's a dude, the Cha Cha Broccoli dude. But he came out okay. with a poodle. And I think the same poodle he came out with is actually the poodle that's on his album cover that's coming out. <laughs> but um, Lil Yachty, um, Travis Scott, who else performed? Uh, Lil Yachty, Travis Scott, Isaiah Rashad. Yeah, I like Isaiah. My wife said Isaiah Rashad looked like the cleaner version of Lil Yachty. She was like, he looked dirty, and then Isaiah Rashad came out. She's like, he just went in the black and cleaned up. He went in the back and dyed his hair back black. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't. No, nah, she said he took the wig off. The wig off. I'm crying. But it was cool. Snoop had his appreciation award. Kendrick was there. Obviously, got the lyrics and stuff the year. That's obvious. That but was he, dope. Yeah, that was dope. He presented that to Snoop. Snoop said, Look, young generation have their time. I mean, yeah, he was like, I ain't one of them old, bitter hater rappers. That ain't never been me. Word, man. Yeah, yo, your man, OT Genesis, the cut it, man. He was in a little robot. Cut it. Cut it. The robot moves up there. Like the shoulder shrug. Is he Haitian, bro? I don't know, dog. I think he's Haitian. I, the spirit is something. I really think he's Haitian. But, I mean, overall, man, BT Wars, Hip Hop Wars are cool. The Cyphers is what we look for, but it was just, they sucked this year, honestly. Shout out to the woman who killed it, but outside of that. Speaking of Cyphers, did you see the video for the God Over Money Cypher from Bizzle's album? I seen it, but I didn't, like, check it out. I seen it on the timeline. I didn't check it out. You know they be spitting. Yeah, they be spitting. They'll, like... Them and Slaughterhouse. I need them to like get up there again because everybody else. I'm like, eh. Yeah. T- TDE had a dope cipher too. But yeah, what's the best cipher in your opinion that you've seen from the BET Hip Hop Awards? Best cipher and then best cipher verse. So best whole mm. cipher and then the best verse individually. Ah, uh, okay. The Slaughterhouse cipher with Eminem. To me, that's okay. That's so the pro- second time around because the first time they did it by themselves. The second time they did it with M. Yeah, the second time. That one and the one with Black Thought, Eminem, uh, Most Def, like that one, yeah. that, that was hard. Those two cyphers are the best to me. Now the best verse is probably out of the Slaughterhouse cypher. It's either Joe or M. Those two Yo, verses. Let me, let me ask this. How didn't they get a Bad Boy cypher? Wow. Bad Boys on that. tour, the Locks, Mace, and whoever else you want, though, whether it be Shine, Black Rock. Yeah, it wouldn't make anybody. a lot of sense. That wouldn't, and that would, Puff just doing ad-libs. Like, that would have been That wouldn't make fire. all the sense in the world, honestly. I never. You always hold on for bad boy. Shout out to you and your uh, boy Mace. But, um... Yo. Yeah, I didn't... Wow. Lately, because it's snaky. Make me want to send them heat without AC. All right, bro. We don't need you to call them. Like, but shout hey, out hey, to hey, him. Hey, oh. <laughs> nah, but nah. I mean, think about it. And even Kim. Like, on the low, you could put throw Kim in there. I don't know why they didn't do that. Wow. But um, this yeah. year it was a snooze fest. It's just fun. it's fun for Twitter. These events are great for Twitter, you know. But like the show yeah. itself, but what else happened? Uh, stood out design up there with um, the Bobby Jones Gospel Choir. Um, <laughs> Yo, why, <yeah>. why, <laughs> why, dog? Why? I just uh, wanted to know why. Yo, that little Millie Rocky did after he was done. The chick, chick, trrr, like that had me cry. The little jig. But, um, oh man, yo! When he throw the mic in the air, it looks so disjointed with the choir right there. Yeah, and they sitting there with candles, like. Uh, <laughs> yo, the... it really remember the Martin episode when he like left Gina because yeah, he was uh-huh. mad stressed right, out. Right, 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 right. Looked like them. And right? He was Shaquille Sunflower. Yeah, and he was in a little cult. That's yeah. what it looked like. 
It looked like that. And remember uh, Undertaker and Paul Bearer, they used to have the choir, like those black. Oh, man. It looked like them. The, the funeral parlor. The funeral parlor. It's a couple choirs that choir resembles. <laughs> but, oh. I mean, yeah, the show was cool. What else? I'm trying to think of something else that stood out. Who was hosting? Oh, DJ Khaled was hosting. Stay tuned. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, getting, I'm getting sick of Khaled, man. Yeah. That um, video was way too extra. Like, first off, you, the song in itself is extra. But then you have three singers, and they all sing, like, one or two lines on the hook, and that's it. Yo, he, he brought that old girl to sing Holy Key, mother from the church. <laughs> yo, yeah. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, yo, okay. I'm like, yo, y'all not at church. What y'all talking about? But it was cool. I can't really think of anything else that stood out to me from the award show. It was cool. Thug was there. Quavo and them. Travis. It was straight, you know. Um, yeah, I watched it. Get a good laugh. Um, but I do like what they're doing for the culture. It's good to have an award show. You did it to research on the enemy, like you said on Twitter. Exactly. I do research, you know, on the enemy, whatever. But it's good to have shows like that that rep represent your culture and pay homage. So, oh, T.I. Yeah. was there. T.I. performed this Black Lives Matter. I was mad he ain't do Warzone. I was up. waiting for Warzone. Yo, and I forgot all about that. Yo, what was up with them little police officers and they little weak uh, baton taps? That was and supposed to take people out. I was crying, dog. Then they touched Tip and they fell out. I'm like, this is too awkward. Yeah. This is too, I'm like, like, what? This helped me Howard looking. But it's, I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. It, it was, I was I just confused, Warzone. man. I want, this is the thing. Oh, I want to say this also, right? Uh-huh. I've seen somebody on Twitter, people on Twitter talking about, I'm tired of my uh, rappers being, you know, po politically charged about racial and everything. Get back to regular rap. But I'm like, when have, like, the main artists not been politically charged and racially charged in the music. You know what I mean? Like, when has yeah. race Stevie, Marvin Gaye, Sam Cooke, Michael, Prince, but, uh, Public but Enemy. again, they also weren't singing about slinging crack in the hood, neither. Right, right, so but still. I mean... But I eh. mean, when you got... No offense to T.I., because like I said before, that's like one of the minds... Shout he's one of too. the minds that I would like to hear speak on this matter because mm -hmm. he's... Because of his vocabulary, first of all, because it would be hilarious... And then secondly, because I think he actually is a thinker. Right, right, he is. You know, the vociferousness of... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> but, What caused yeah. you to do such a thing? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> you had the audacity to try to kiss me on the my lips. The really is. But nah, it's... Either way, <laughs> but it's... But yeah, like... Him and Stephen A. Smith... Jeezy try this. Him and Stephen A. Smith want... make their own words up. I'm sorry, but they make their own words up. Him and Stephen A. Smith, they making words up you never heard before. I'm like, Stop Man, it. Khaled and Puff make up more words than them. No, but their words sound like Morella. You kind of will believe Stephen A and, and Tip more because they just sound smart, <laughs> but they're really wrong. Stephen A. Smith, that's just uh, incredibly erroneously, like erroneous is a word, but he just be, I don't know. But yeah, like you said, Jeezy, they make all these politically charged songs, then it's like, but your music is your message. Never changes for real. So I get how that can be hard for some people to accept, but I mean, Marvin Gaynham had songs, well, I guess making love ain't really a bad thing, but he had songs about... All types of songs, you know, but but my thing is this. How can you be an artist and not reflect the times? Shout out to Nina Simone. You know, she mm -hmm. was like, and how can you be an artist and not reflect the times? You reflect the times in your hood. And you claim to reflect the times and, you know, mm -hmm. growing up with drugs. So when it's absolutely when it's down to race and all that, of course, somebody gonna reflect the times. Like, I don't got people say that, but uh, eh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, but I mean, but yeah, man, that's overall, the same thing when people be like, I don't want my athletes talking about. Oh, man, you know? I'm not even. Yeah. 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 We talked mm -hmm. about 
That's stupid. Just That's entertain stupid. me. Shut up and entertain me. That's what people want. I pay you for that. I don't pay you to talk about, like, what? Like, groupthink is a hell of a drug. Like, I've seen not just this topic, but, like, like you get on Twitter and you see what the stuff <laughs> The stuff yeah. people collectively agree on and collectively. To, so one person could bring one article out today, and I guarantee you either all women, all men, all blacks, all whites, whatever, were one with that article because it's, it's the group thing. It's the thing to do without reading for context. And even, even if there is context, it's like group think it's like so contagious. It's like, oh, wow, I don't rock with that because I rock with that. Even with with great things. If Twitter, uh, Facebook, whatever, run with it, the media runs with it, everybody run with it. It's like, it's crazy, man. But um, the war show was cool. The war show was cool. Um, yeah, it was cool for the jokes, like always. It was cool to let jokes fly. Oh, I did get my, shout out to Bevel. They haven't given us a sponsor, but I got my Bevel trimmers, and they are dope. So what? shout out. They definitely working like a. Got me about to cop a pair, like yeah, real. man, they're definitely dope. I've um, been saying that for six, eight months though. That I was gonna cop a pair. I ain't cop them yet. Yeah, you've been saying that. The Lord me. ain't tell me cop them yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, speaking about what the Lord ain't tell you and what He told us, um, oh. my Jets are horrible. So we're gonna skip over this segment. Your Eagles are undefeated. Hey, and, shout uh, out to <laughs> Winsylvania. Oh man, Carson, Winsylvania. We're one in three. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Fitzpatrick throwing picks. Yo, what? I, I don't know. Y'all trust. First off, y'all trusted Fitzpatrick. That was a problem. Yeah, y'all I know. didn't go. I, did y'all get a quarterback in the draft? I don't think y'all did. I, yeah, right? I don't think y'all still got Geno and Fitz. Yeah, as if yeah. either one of them would be an answer. And you got two dope receivers, which is like yeah, we do. Super we do. sad. And we got, got a great team. Brandon Marshall. We got a great line. A, bump, a definite number one, and then Decker, who's a great number two. Right. Like, for a bad team, he's a number one and can get a 1,000 yards. But for a number two receiver, he definitely is in his element there. Um, y'all got Matt Forte, so y'all got a running back to run the football, Man, finally. The quarterback like, has, what's going on? The quarterback has been an issue for us sort of in, since Pennington. Chad Pennington, uh, Sanchez. Who else before that? <laughs> Chester Verde. Then he Chester Verde. Chester Verde probably was the ah, – who. I ain't going to say Joe Namath was the last great quarterback we had, but... He was. You ain't got a lot to kick it. He man. was. But we won at three. Um, Giants aren't doing that well either because they're in New York. I got to talk about them. The Panthers, uh, shout out to Cam. I don't know what's going on. Cowboys, they doing good so far. Cowboy fans yeah. are everywhere. Cowboy fans are everywhere, and I hate it. They Definitely. just, they run into the ground. Like, they get a one, you can't tell them nothing. But um, yeah, my fantasy team letting me down, dog. Why? You, you had somebody D and uh, Julius Jones? Huh? You had somebody D, D, uh, D and Jones? Uh, nah. Right. Who y'all in corner, man? Nah, but um, Atlanta's looking good. Seattle's looking good. Broncos looking good. Eagles are looking good. Vikings are looking good. You know, there's a couple good-looking teams out there, but we'll see, you know, when it come January, February time. You know what I mean? December. Yeah. We'll see how it's looking. You know what I mean? I don't want to talk much because my team sucks, but... Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it it is what it is. Um, your Eagles are looking good. That's good for y'all, man. Because Philly, uh, yeah. So yeah, I need to talk about football right now. No basketball. Yeah, I want to bring. Yeah, I want to bring your boy up. Philly looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's cool, man. It's cool. Um, but speaking about being sad and mad, <laughs> this new Solange album, man. Let's take a oh. seat at the table real quick. Um, yes, I'm sitting at a table. Let's take a seat at the table. Yeah, I'm sitting at a dresser, but a seat at the dresser. <laughs> I had a shag seat at the dresser. Um, Yo, 
<laughs> you got no. the do rag one in your picture with clips in it. Chill, chill. With clips. <laughs> That's an iconic picture, actually. By the way, I seen that wig. Yo, on it character. is. But um, yeah. Seat at the table. Uh, album released by Solange Knowles. Um, obviously the daughter, daughter the sister to Beyonce. Um, yep. Album came out. Twitter went on a frenzy. Everybody loved it. That's the thing with Twitter. When Twitter says something that's good, usually it's bad. When they say something that's bad, usually it's good. So you got to have mixed reviews with it. But the overwhelming response with this album, with Twitter, was that, well, this, this album is crazy. It's dope. And I don't let Twitter dictate dictate music for me. So, you know what I mean? I don't uh-huh. like, oh, Twitter, like, so I'm, a, no, I'm different when it comes to music. It's a different vein I'm in, right? So yeah. I checked it out. And, um, and mind you, I've been a Solange fan already. A lot of people, which isn't a problem, a lot of people found out about Solange and her music with this album alone. This is the introduction. But I've been a fan since, you know, Soul Angel and the Hadley Street Dreams, um, The Losing You, which came after that. Like, Solange is dope. Musically, she's always been dope. Tony, all that. You know, she's re- been really dope and eclectic. You know, and I'm always trying mm-hmm. to tell people, Yo, check Solange out. So when this album came out, it wasn't a surprise to me, like the dopeness of it. Like, it's really dope. Um, production is dope. Songwriting is A1. Vocally, see Solange. I seen an article floating around on Twitter. Somebody was like, I give it a 2.5, and yada, yada. And they got to her vocals. And it was like, she got changed. I'm like, yo, she's Solange. I don't go to Future looking for lyrics and be like, hey, he wasn't too lyrical. I'm not looking for Solange to like blow the house down. You know what I mean? She's Solange. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah. So vocally, it was cool. You know, songwriting was on point. Production was on point, man. Some of my favorite songs mm-hmm. are Don't Wait. Joe Button just hopped on a remix also. But Don't Wait. He did? Yeah, he hopped on that record. Don't wait. Bye. That fast? He said he was going to do it. Okay. I got to yeah, check that. it out. Uh, I like Don't Wait. Um, I like... Yo, Cranes in the Sky is fire. Cranes in the Sky. That's the crowd favorite. That... Yo, the metaphors... Smart like to do a video for that early. Yes. Her pen is... Like, it's a... Yo. See, when it comes to songs, I got a... I got a... Uh, what you call it? Um, I got a whole equation. It's like production, songwriting, and lyrics. And, um... Lyrics, songwriting, the same thing, but really production, vocals, and lyrics. But Solange, I think her strength of her music is her pen. Like, that's the strength of her music. She's not a great vocalist, Mm -hmm. but she's so creative. And she does fashion and does, you know, film and stuff like that. But the strength is her pen. Cranes in the sky. Like, I try to drink it away, sex it away. A lot of y'all listeners try to drink and sex it away. You try to... (laughs) You try Mm -hmm. to... We we can all relate, even if if it was with yourself. To at least one of them. Yeah. You try to sex it away with yourself, probably. But we all try. Like... You try. <laughs> you crazy dog. I try to change it with my hair. How many people you know shave their hair and cut their hair, especially women? That song hugely relates to women, but we all yeah, relate. I to mean, it. we do it every every other weekend. We go get a haircut. We come out feeling fresh, brand new. Yeah, day. I travel. <laughs> How many of us travel and do all this? It's like that song relates so much about depression and stuff like that. It's like cranes in the sky. You know, if you get the mm-hmm. allegory and what she's talking about is so deep and prolific, that mess, her pen is amazing, yo. Like, Solange always had a dope mm-hmm. pen. Like, I've been a fan. This isn't new to me. Like, where did this come from? Everybody is shocked. I'm like, Solange has always been dope. But Crazy in the Sky, really dope song. I love Mad um, with Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Bruh, that yes. verse, I love that Wayne verse, Yeah, man. another, an, this is what we were talking about earlier, another verse where he sounds rejuvenated. And very much, like, transparent. Like, he said, people are all in my cup. The lean, because people owe me bucks. Birdman. Like, listen to his uh-huh. verse. You know what I mean? Like, so I let it go, let it go. He's basically saying, I was mad when I tried to commit suicide and I woke up. Like, but listen, he said, listen, I got to let it go. Like, it happened. 
in order for me to prosper and keep going in life, I'm going to be mad. But at the same time, it's not yeah. mutually exclusive. You can still let it go. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. you got a way to feel about certain things, but I'm not going to let it weigh me down, you know, but it carries a life. So that mad was dope. Um, Cranes in the sky, obviously. Weary mm -hmm. is hard. Like, da, 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 like for me, when, dun, I've dun. Listened to, when I've listened to uh. this album, I've <laughs> just listened straight through. So I don't even really know. I mean, I'm looking at titles, but like, I don't, I can't connect them to the song other than Cranes in the Sky. And, um, the other joint that she did a video for. Oh, Don't Touch My Hair with Sanford. Yes. Don't Touch My Hair. The little, yeah. the little Yachty of R&B, Sanford. Yeah, it's. I can't. He sound like Lil Yachty. But, um, but Don't Touch are, My Hair. Those are the two that I know, like, what which song I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But I like, I just like the feel of the album. It's a whole. to it straight through. Yeah, the whole thing it's a is body a concept. work. Exactly, it's a like a concept album in a way. You know what I mean? And like, mm -hmm. I love "Don't Wish Me Well." Um, where do we go? Shout out to Lene, cause she told me she hinted towards me. That song was talking about gentrification. That's what she thought it was about. I'm like, you know what? I never thought about it that way. That can definitely be about gentrification. So that mm -hmm. was a dope look on that. Like, and that's what her pen is crazy, Solange. Like, "Don't Wish Me Well," like that all the way part. Like, I was saying on this podcast, but I leave that to the records we drop. But "Weary" yeah. is hard when them keys come in on "Weary." Turn, turn, bruh. The musicality mm -hmm. of this album. Raphael Sadiq co-wrote the album with her. She co-wrote the whole album with Raphael Sadiq. Um, and he helped produce it. She had Andre 3000 on certain stuff. Like, yo. Okay. Yeah, on, he, he was on one of the songs. Um, so and also, <laughs> and Master P was doing the interludes. Which yes, were I love the Master P interludes. I loved them. I was, not, I was not a No Limit fan. My dad used to love No Limit. Had like every freaking No Limit CD. All the time, I yeah. hated it. But man, just the way he was talking, what he was saying, I was like, "Yo, wait, what?" They were like encouraging, like they were like, "Wow, yes. I can, like, wow, like, especially as black it people, was like, empowering to hear, very empowering." And I was, I heard, I'm like, "That's P." Like the song, you had this dope music, the vibe, the weary. Yo, did you, you know, yes, P. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yes, P. Nah, nah. Yo, but <laughs> and what's up with everybody loving No Limit now? Usher, yeah, took the yeah. record, which I still want to hear an actual remix with Master I, P. I heard it. the remix, I think. Yeah, where? Uh, maybe like late night, hot ninety seven. I think I heard it on ninety seven one night, but yeah, um, it's part of the reason why I ain't come out. But I don't know. Master P is still one of the greats, man. And her mother was on one of her father, obviously. This is what I wonder, right? With Master P, I wondered about the album. Was this interview done before the album, and she wrote her album around the interview? Was the album done? And he kind of, she had conversations during the album process, and like mm. incorporated within like each song. I wonder about that. Like, you nerdy yeah, stuff that like that when it comes to music. I, I, I don't either. But it's like I think she took four years to make this album. But like the writing and everything. But I'm wondering, like, did you call on P after it was done? Did he come in while you were making it? Did you just write this from an old interview? Like mm. I don't know. But it was so crafted. It was craft, crafted perfectly, man. And P was up there, the Fubu joint with the Dream and BJ Chicago Kid. Mm -hmm. The album is really good, man. A lot. Of, some people don't like it. Some people think it's overhyped. To each his own, because the music is ultimately subjective. But when it comes to music, I, this is something I don't take lightly. You know, I ain't just get this podcast. I ain't just like music and start reviewing music when I got the podcast. Like I've been doing this music thing. Like my mm -hmm. ear been to this music thing forever. Those who know me know when it comes to this music thing. Like I, I'm the guy who holds who play the parties who got the music. I do that every genre. Ask about me, Jersey. No, but seriously. Um, I take it seriously, man. And Solange is a treasure, man, right now in music, man. She's always just been to me. Um, 
people are calling the album of the year. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't mind that. You know, I'm not gonna knock that. It's definitely probably top five for but me right now. But you're still rocking with Malibu. Of course, like Malibu's is a. It's a. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be classic. Eventually, it's, it's gonna be classic. It's a really, 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 really good album. Um, those of you who haven't heard it, Anderson Pack, Malibu. How, man, check how it out. often do you listen to Malibu these days? I heard it actually. I listened to it today. Heart don't stand a chance. But I yeah. I listened to it so much heavily in the beginning of the year that I try to give myself a break from it. You know. But uh-huh. I, 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 then I was going from there to like every month, every other month. But I've been listening to it recently. That's crazy. Like every month, I kind of go to it. Like it's mm. just even if it's certain records. Like even at parties, I play some of his records. It's like I really like that album. That's going to probably that's going to be album of the year. Jay Z supposed to be dropping. J Cole and Kendrick who? might drop. Stop it. Jay Z. No, who did you say? Jay Z. Oh, for real? Yeah, he might so the drop. Whole, the whole family dropping this year. Stupid. Kendrick Beyonce, Cole. Solange, Jay, and then Blue. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's but yeah. My our top ten list is coming though. Our top ten album list. I got everybody in it. Man, Xavier Omar is dropping. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Word. So yo. I'm ready for that. Yo, Blind Man reached two million plays on Spotify, like in a, hey. in a two, three days. Like he's definitely out of here. But I want to talk about one record that uh on an album, it's so hard. I can't wait to hear. I think it's the one Hit Boy produced. I love that record, but bruh, we can't talk too much about. It. But yeah, that we need to talk offline because I'm I'm confused right now. Well, I'm gonna let you know. You probably know. Yeah, Hit Boy produced. Yeah, so we'll talk offline about that. Uh, but uh, Xavier Omar, uh, that's coming out. It's gonna be hard, man. A lot of dope albums dropped this year. But again, back to Solange. I like Solange. Y'all check it out. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Like I don't want to force it on nobody. I just know music. I know what I do. You may know cooking. You may know fashion. You may know politics but i just this music thing i don't play with so if you like it or if you don't like it hit us up tell us uh, your opinion on it obviously i need more time to say it's the album of the year but i really do like it you know and um yeah mm-hmm. man yeah man so all you out there trying to sex it away and drink it away and pray it away keep pressing man <laughs> let this music be a therapy you know what i mean and um yeah so um on twitter a couple of days ago right i just you're a step to this topic <laughs> Steve Harvey was on Twitter, right? You know, I like Steve Harvey. Shout out to him. He's a radio um, legend, if you may. Well, a media legend. Yeah. Media yeah. legend, but you know, me, radio comedy, all about TV. I think he's a radio legend now. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely doing his thing. Like, he's cool. he's had the biggest radio show for what, the last almost 10 years? Steve Harvey's been killing him out there in the charts, man. And Tommy with the prank calls. but no. um. Tommy's prank calls. Are Tommy's hilarious. the king of prank calls. Nephew Tommy. He's the king of prank Absolutely. calls. Absolutely. Like, no one does it like him. I'm sorry. No one, like, ever. Like, he's Ooh. really good. But, um, Steve Harvey's on Twitter talking. This, this actually came from his show, I believe. But he went to Twitter mm-hmm. to talk about it. He was like, at 25, you said you have a quarter life crisis. I don't get it. Explain. If you do, explain. I call it growing up. What do you call it? So Twitter, of course, mm-hmm. took it. And Twitter, I'm 25. What do you mean? I got a quarter life crisis. I have college loans. I have debt. That's a crisis for me. You know? Yeah. And it was like, that's just growing up. So I want to open the floor between us two. But, but I want y'all to take a seat at the table also. Um, the hey. listeners. Yeah, it's what we do. Um, <laughs> but listeners, take a seat at the table. And y'all let us know also on the timeline after the show. But, yeah, but Tony, y'all in what, my living room right now. Yeah, y'all in our living room, man. Next to the Angry Orchard, the speaker. The forty-five, um, the dumbbells, the rug, and all that. But listen, Tom, what do you think about that? Is it possible for okay. the un, let's say under thirty to be under thirty 
have a quarter life crisis. Is that possible? Absolutely, it's possible. Okay. And I'll say this. If at 40 to 45, 50, from 40 to 50, people can have a midlife crisis, how could you say that someone at 25 can't have a quarter life crisis? Um, At 40, your midlife crisis is, I'm not as young as I used to be. I can see the end coming. And, you know, be trying to relive your youth, going and buying motorcycles and, you know, all that type of stuff. Uh So at 25... See, especially now, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> dog, dog. Try to live your youth. Come on, I somebody. can't do what I used to do. I got to get some help. <laughs> God shit. No, but seriously, go ahead. Nah, but, um, you know, so at 25, and I'll speak for myself at 25, which is last year for me, um, I got married. Um, you 26? I'm 26 now. I turned oh. 26 right after I got married. Oh, you're um, a little nigga. Go ahead. Hey, 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 hey. No, you about to be 27, my bad. We actually both are not. We should respect it. Respect it. Uh, Respect my name. Uh, But, uh, nah. But, you know, from 22 to 25, I was sitting here like, what am I doing with my life? Who am I? Where, Where am I going? I didn't have a career path. I didn't really have, um, even plans to making a career path at the time. So there was a lot of um, disappointment, a lot of not so much resentment, but just like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Where is the opportunity going to come from? I don't see it. I'm praying and asking God, like, help me see what I'm supposed to be doing. What do I need to do? Right, right, right. But, you know, and it comes to a faith thing, too. Um, in terms of calling it a crisis. But I can see where it could be a quarter-life crisis if you don't have certain things set up, whether it be your career or a love life or whatever is important to you and it's not set up. I can see why there would be a crisis if you don't have it. Because in your mind, you're supposed to have that by this time. In your mind, you were taught to have that. Yep, and I think it's also intensified by the society that we live in, um, everywhere you look, people are doing things that you want. Either somebody you went to school with just bought a new whip and it, it costs a grip. And you're mm-hmm. just sitting there like, man, like I should have a car like that. Or, you know, you see people in and out of relationships and you're like, dang, their relationship life is popping. What's going on with mine? Right, and just, and it could just be perception. It don't even have to be that. That it might not even really be what it is with that person. But, but your yeah. perception uh-huh, is, uh-huh. dang, they life popping, and I'm sitting here lonely. What part of the game is this? I'm I'm in a crisis. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that, man. Um, I definitely think it's possible to have a quarter life crisis. Like, how can you? <laughs> this is my thing, right? I want to kind of be blunt. This kind of be like short with it, but. Just because you went through something I went through and you deal with it better doesn't mean it's not a crisis still. It's still a crisis. True. You just learn how to deal with that crisis better. You get what I'm saying? So it's yep. if I if I had debt and you got debt, but I'm going I'm having a crisis with this debt and you're not. Yo, let me let me use it. Let me do it this way. Hurricanes. Okay. Hurricanes, yes. right? Yes. Hurricanes hit the tropical uh 
area, like the Caribbean and Florida, all the time. Even now, so, actually, praise for those. Yeah, in there's Florida. One, now. There's yeah. one headed through there right now. Haiti, all in. Prayers praise for everybody in definitely that area not. and anybody who's got family in that area. Please, um, definitely praying for your family members that they remain safe and you know, yeah, don't don't have big loss. Um, but those are areas <laughs> that because, huh? No, I just need bless me. Go oh, ahead. God bless you. Bless me um, and bless you too. Right. You stupid. But um, <laughs> you know, those are areas that prepare for storms because they know that they're coming. Mm-hmm. Then you have places like the Northeast, which got hit with Hurricane Sandy a few years ago. Had no clue. New York City had no clue how to deal with a hurricane yeah. because it's not something that happens in New York City. Us so even. It's a crisis. Jersey. It happened here. Yeah. yeah. Jersey, New York City, it's a crisis for those areas because it's not something that they deal with regularly. It's not something they've seen before. Or maybe they're not equipped to handle it, even if they know it was coming. Yeah. In the and same that- way. And then in the same way, like I look at it um, like this when I was in school in Virginia and there was a snowstorm or I've seen snow in the Virginia area, like road treatments are crap compared to what they are up north, but up north expects snow. So they always have this stuff stockpiled and ready to go. And they had experience dealing with it. Right. Like we clowned the land and all that for getting snow and it was crashing. Exactly. And all that. They had like a half inch. And we was like, y'all, crashing y'all clowns. On. But yeah, cause exactly. we do it regularly but, though. It's still uh-huh. a crisis, but it's not, but and that's what I'm saying. We can go through the same thing. It's still a crisis. Just because you deal with your crisis situation better doesn't mean I deal with the same way or it's not bad for me. And that's the problem. People think, well, I got through it. You can do it. That yep. isn't the case for everyone, right? And I everyone definitely think- have the same capabilities, the same infrastructure, the same support system. Same no, mind. No. Like, people mentally yeah. aren't the same. Like, so, yes, you can be 25, 24, 23. That's like saying, can you be depressed at 20 or 19? Yes, you can. Now, don't get me wrong. Depression has definitely been a trend. A lot of people say they're depressed because they, you know, I don't want to downplay no one's depressed because I don't do that. We don't do it on the mm-hmm. show. But as you know, some I, my girl broke up with me. Uh, you know, I lost yeah. my favorite. A girl but, breaking up with you could affect you differently than a girl breaking up with right. you. And it could be depression, but some people might say, yo, that's part of growing up, bro. Like, I lost my job. I'm depressed. You might say, bro, just go get another one. So, which they do have the right to demope about it, but I'm like, some stuff you got to take in your hands and deal, not just, I want to say deal with it to make it sound harsh, but you have to address it. You have to approach it with confidence. And, and it's, I think trying is what matters, right? Like willingness. Your willingness to actually do better in those situations. But it's like going to people saying, you can't be depressed. You're only 20. Why are you depressed? You're only 24 years old. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's right. So that's just like the quarter life crisis. How you got a crisis? That's just called growing up. I, I went through that. We call it growing up. Bruh, people. Our ages and younger deal with mm-hmm. disease-ridden bodies, death of family members, debt, homelessness. It's people 18, 19, 16, 15, homeless. People dealing with babies they ain't expect to have. Yo, yeah. that's a crisis for them. Like, I get shorty pregnant. Not me. Um, well, somebody gets somebody yeah. pregnant. <laughs> Shout out to my cougars, too, since we're talking. But um, I, Yo, I stopped. You're dumb. No. Uh, I just side note. <laughs> God told me to leave cougars alone in 2015. I don't mess with cougars no more. I'm a medic. Uh, you know uh-huh. what I mean? I don't do that. But um, it's not wrong with a high and buy here and there and the dinner and um, a two for 20 Applebee's. But back to what you're saying. Seriously. Um, it's like somebody have a baby now. That's a crisis for, for young homie. You know what I mean? And for her. The Duh, young woman in her body. a crisis for me now. I'd be like, huh? It's coming now? Like, what? You trying like to hit that soon? Oh, go ahead. But nah, yeah. I ain't trying to hit it nothing. Second episode. 
But um, <laughs> last episode, y'all remember? Go back. He was talking about the baby and everything. Crazy baby names and everything. Um, you're lying. Yeah, I'm definitely. Um, but nah, man. I I, I will never dictate someone's pain and say, "Oh man, get up. You ain't in the crisis." We call it growing up. But also, in, in another side of, it, I don't want to pity people and baby them. Like sometimes you have to learn and get up. You know what I mean? You have to get Word. through things. You have to go through but the honestly, yo, like honestly, even the where, where we're at in this conversation right now, you know what it sounds like. What race relations? Mm. Where you know somebody be like, "Oh, it's not that bad." Y'all aren't oppressed. Y'all aren't oppressed. This is what oppression looks like. And show you video from fifty years ago when they spraying us with hoses. Yeah, like, y'all got it better. This is get... oppression. Y'all better than that. Y'all got it better than that. But it's still not good though. And yeah, just like... because it's not as bad as it was <laughs> thirty, forty years ago doesn't mean it's not still bad. Yeah, like oh, I had holes sprayed at me. I had dogs biting them. Yeah, and that's bad. That's the physical, like slavery. Well, my great grandmother, that's like somebody, you know, we went through slavery, but we're going through the mental mm-hmm. slavery, redlining, Jim Crow era, segregation. We've been through yeah. all that. You know what I mean? Like not being able to get a job. Uh, Absolutely. Racism, pre- prejudices, uh, f- like misogyny. Like, you know what I mean? Like these are still prevalent things. And it's probably mm-hmm. not as bad in the physical sense, but in the mental sense, it may be. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's deeper, man. So. I definitely think it's deep on all spectrums. And um, also, it kind of relates to it. But, yeah, it kind of relates to it. Um, Kid Cudi, man. Um, yeah, man. It's been, you know, he's recently got on social media, talked about suicidal urges, depression, and things like that. And um, he's seeking rehab, which is dope. You know, praise out to Cudi. Um, Absolutely. There was this article I seen on Twitter also that talked about Kehlani, right, and her recent situation. Uh-huh. And how misogyny is so rampant in our culture. Because in the Kid Cudi situation, we all praised them. Praise said we're going to pray for them. And you barely seen slander. Probably was some, but generally it was like praise. Where in Kalani's mm-hmm. situation, it was people damning her. It was people talking about, oh, you a slut, yada, yada. You just did this for attention. And there was an article about that being misogynist. And like how we praise the man, but but blast the woman. Give me your thoughts on Cudi, one. And two, give me your thoughts on the situation. Do you think it was misogyny? Do you think... Because Kalani was in a situation with part next door and Kyrie and perception while she was cheating whole situation and she mm-hmm. attempted but he you know we didn't know Cuddy did so give me your thoughts on the whole thing and we'll go from there okay so I think there's a couple of things that you have to deal with when you look at um, the differences between Kalani's situation and Kid Cuddy's situation with Kalani because she because she and Kyrie made their relationship a public a public thing Right. There were posts on social media. They were seen out together. And not that that makes it okay to um, treat her any kind of way. But when you when you make a public statement, you have to expect public reaction to uh-huh. the decisions you make concerning that statement after the fact. You have to. It's just So, yeah. for instance, Kim Kardashian. She married Chris Humphreys, a uh, basketball player in the NBA. And their marriage lasted for 72 days. They got married on national TV. There were, you know, eight-figure numbers floating around for what they got for putting their wedding on national TV. And then it only lasted a little over two months. Of course, people are going to think she got married to that dude for the money that the network gave her. Yeah, it's like... and that's So, very- in the same way with Kalani, right? In the same way with Kalani, she made her announcement or whatever, with Kyrie, that they were together, posted, talked about how great of a boyfriend he was, whatever. 
And then the next thing we see is your hand in party next door's bed with no context to what happened between you and Kyrie. Whether or not it you took it. shady. Because we didn't know you took it or not. So whether or not she took it. Yeah. It right, right, whether right, or right. not you took it, it just looks bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because there is no context being given to why why you're there at the all. Pub, the public is going to assume. Like, so oh, what's the just, public makes the assumption. Yeah. The last thing we saw was a month ago, you was with Homeboy and it was all good. And then now you're in this dude's bed. What is what's going on? Yeah, it's and, and that's very much true. And but that's a scary, it's a slippery slope and it's a scary thought because we have to apply that to everything. Mm-hmm. It's like that girl walking half naked, right? And you might say, Well, yeah. you would have to expect if a guy come to you or a black dude in a white neighborhood, you know, in this whole police brutality society. Oh, you gotta expect, you know, so it's two sides. I do understand that yes, you can wear what you want, you can go where you want, and you can have whatever you want. But when you're in a public eye, or you're just a, not just a public eye, in life in general, right? When people mm-hmm. respond to how you're dressed, to how you perceive, how you portray yourself, I'm not gonna say it should be expected, but I am gonna say, you know what I mean? It's 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 a slippery slope because I see both sides of it. It's like, well, what do you expect? You know, you you tell people you with this guy, then you just ran in this guy's bed, yada yada, and you see a picture, people gonna assume that you cheated, whatever. So a lot of people are saying the article was a massage and you ain't do nothing to Cuddy, but you bashed her. The context is very much different. You know what I mean? Like it's and I don't know Cuddy's context. I just know he was arguing with Kanye and Lupe and saying people leave. Yeah, but and it's which not can a, be very painful too. Somebody that you worked with closely, believed y'all was friends, brothers, whatever. Um, now choosing not to work with you publicly or disassociate themselves from yeah. you as a person. Yeah, that hurts and. Yeah, that can be a cause of suicidal thoughts. You can feel abandoned. Yeah, man. So, massage may have played a part because this is America. This is the world we live mm-hmm. in. It definitely plays a part in a lot of things. But I think context needs to be had. It's like the race thing, like you said. You know, it's like, it's like everything isn't racist, but most of it is. So those things that aren't mm-hmm. racist, it's hard to kind of like prove that it's not because generally it's always racist. Yeah, get what I'm saying? Like it's hard I to see. say. It's not racist. Well, it's it's hard, you know. So it's not misogyny, but you know what I mean. So because depression is a real thing, and we never like to like to make fun of someone's depression or situation in the show. Like we don't do that, you know what I mean? Because like we were talking earlier in the show, it's subjective. A crisis, pain. Like what's the level of pain? Absolutely, does it have to be to consider it a crisis? Because everyone is subjective in a way, right? But I don't know, man. Either way, I pray it's go to both of them. Um, and y'all tweet us, man. Hit us up. What y'all think about the situation? Um. Even the uh, quarter life crisis situation is it possible? A lot of you are under thirty. A lot of y'all above thirty. Like, what's your take on that situation? Is it possible for you to have a crisis at any age? Should I say? Okay, well, I'll say early twenties, middle twenties, mid twenties. But um, okay. yeah, man, and check the Solange album out. Um, definitely. Shout out to Beverly definitely Tremors. do that. And um, yeah, man, Tony, anything else you gotta say? Nah, man, I think we're good. I think this was a great episode, man. Good conversation. Y'all, let us know. Yeah, great dialogue, man. All two of y'all. We really get like three listeners, but <laughs> nah, we we, we That's we why we can ha- that's why y'all can have a seat at the table. The table ain't that big. <laughs> <laughs> we got hella seats at the table. We got a we got a whole row. Just sit. We got pews. A seat at yeah, the pews. <laughs> but um nah. Yo, a seat at a seat at the communion table, dog. Communion table. See nah, we're not doing that. Nah, but shout out to community. We love communion. Um Word. But yeah, man, y'all converse with us, get with us, and let us know. And even on the timeline, man, y'all get on the 
A lot of y'all haven't been interacting with the Twitter account, which isn't that important. Like, your listener is enough for us. But interact. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, DM us. Like, get on the Instagram page. We love That's the dialogue. That's active. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> some? Nah, nah, nah. But we love dialogue, man. And we love y'all. Real talk. So hit us up. Tony Lee, follow us. And we out. Peace. Peace. That look was so good.